It's time to fire up the three-cylinder star drive, the show that sputters along, touring a galaxy of pop culture and fanboy fiction. And now, here are your hosts, Richard Coop and Roger Colby. Hey, welcome back to Three Cylinder Star Drive. I'm Roger Colby. And I'm Richard Kitts. All right, so we're uh, meeting in a different place this time. We've never really done an outside show before, but we are doing an outside show because we've run out of places to record. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes you can hear the cicadas in the background. So um, Today we're going to talk about something we've never done a documentary before. Nope, but I saw the trailer for this and I was like, this is going to be hilarious. And it was. It was. It was one of the funniest things I've ever watched. Okay, it's no secret, and I've talked about this before on the podcast, that I, I, I kind of like Philip K. Dick's writing. Uh, Philip K. Dick's personal beliefs, however, um, as drug-addled as they are, are basically madness. But um, this documentary kind of takes them seriously <laughs> and has like some... Really cool stock footage that I've never seen of Philip K. Dick. I don't think I've ever seen video of Philip K. Dick talking, but this movie has, this documentary has uh, footage of Philip K. Dick talking about his uh, whole theory about, well, first of all, okay, so what's the movie title? It's called uh, A Glitch in the Matrix, and the whole thing is like, (laughs) dude, what if we're living in a simulation? (laughs) Okay, so... Right away, when you're watching this documentary, and I use the term loosely, um, first of all, I, I do want to speak to something that this documentary is a produ- is a product of. There's this. Who was that quote that we looked at before this by uh, Lee Strobel? Who was it? Was it John Campia? John Campia, yeah. Yeah, John Campia. You should watch his show. It's the, he has a, he streams his movie podcast every day on. YouTube and uh, not for the kids. Don't watch it with your kids. Yeah, but yeah. but um, he said that basically the worst thing that's happened to our society is the idea that everybody's point is valid. That you can that everybody can have a view and everybody's valid and everybody has and that experts aren't really experts, you know, and that you know you can just discount an expert who's been studying something for twenty or thirty years of their life. Um, because you suddenly research something on the internet. This is a really bad kind of uh, logical problem, and it's called, there's a couple of different logical fallacies here. One is the uh, uh, confirmation bias, where you have an idea about something that you think is true, and you go out and cherry pick a whole bunch of stuff to try and, you know, uh, prove your point, which really you should use the evidence to guide where you're going with something. The second one is called um, uh, false cause, which is the idea that, oh, because this thing happened and because I have a bunch of anecdotal evidence that supports it, um, you know, this guy said he saw this or so-and-so saw this, um, that makes this true. Um, This is a really horrible way to live your life because if you do, you're basically just uh, living in a fantasy world. And that's really what these people are doing in this. And what's really, this is, I'll say this one thing. What's really crazy about this is there's only about maybe two people in this whole documentary who will even show their face. 
Um, the rest of them are uh, represented by some kind of weird avatar that they've created that's sitting there talking like a mocap avatar of some kind. There's like an Anubis-looking dude, and then there's this lion-headed guy. And immediately, when somebody is not willing to show their face, <laughs> you know it's probably bogus. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, well, speaking of living in a fantasy, one of the best lines was from Philip K. Dick, and he says, I watched Star Wars this morning, and I was like, deja vu. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's got some really hilarious stuff in it just because these people are taking this seriously. And the, you're, you're just like, oh, wow. The, and it's stuff that's just like, so I noticed my dad, he read this Newsweek article, and then he was saying exactly what was in the article. And I was, I was like, he's just repeating the same thing as this other stuff. So it, it's like... It's like a computer simulation. Like, he's just repeating lines that were written for him. It's like, no. He was just quoting an article. <laughs> People do this all the time. Um, <clears throat> there's some also some kind of tragic stuff in it. There's a guy, and it, it, there's a guy on the phone. I guess they were interviewing him from prison. But there's a guy that basically when he was uh, a teenager, I guess he was he's probably still living at home, but he was high school, graduated from high school. Or did he say he was in high school? Uh, he said he was 19 he when was he, 19. he was okay. 19. So he's when... already out of high school. He's still living at home, and he's fascinated by the Matrix so much he watches it like 15 times a day or something like that. And he, like, gets a black trench coat, and he gets a bunch of guns. And you know where this is going. He basically murdered his mom and dad in their basement with a shotgun. And he did it because he thought they were part of the Matrix or something, and he was trying to prove a point. And I'm like... Whoa, that's it takes a real dark turn. This, this show, you know, um, but also it's got all this stuff in there about Philip K. Dick and about Philip K. Dick's theories. And um, I've actually read The Exegesis of Philip K. Dick, which is what they talk about in this. It is, a, I'm not kidding, it's a two inch thick hardbound book of Philip K. Dick's crazy ramblings while he was on LSD because the guy dropped acid constantly and I think pretty sure in the video we watched he had dropped acid right before he went and took the interview. I mean, they, they had like this <clears throat> whole like connecting chart where it said like drugs dash fish dash something else equals Christianity, Christianity or something, or something like that. Gr- I don't know. But man, they basically <laughs> propped this guy up like a god in this documentary. Oh, they did. They were like, he's some kind of prophet and he knows what he's talking about. And, um, oh, man, no. You know, the, the, the one that really made me laugh the most was the kid who had the lion's head or whatever because he was talking about sitting in his dad's car going down the road, and his dad had specific places he was going, and he was on a schedule, and he thinks that the reason he was on that schedule was because the people behind the scenes, they were setting up, like, all the places they were supposed to go and getting it all ready before they got there and i'm like man you really are delusional i know oh, man the people in this the stuff they say are so dumb i i couldn't believe some of it like like it's so idiotic it's a it's a it's a what it is it is a um example of multiple logical fallacies where somebody has been allowed to just believe whatever they want. When you watch the very beginning of this, okay, 
Um, the guy says, uh, some teacher told him this in school, but hey, I didn't do very well in that class. That's telling. <laughs> I didn't do very well in that class. These people are people who basically screwed around in school. It's always like, you know, there's always that kid who uh, didn't do the research report, right? Yeah. And didn't bother. Yeah. And then later on they come to you and they go, oh, I figured out everything. Yeah, there's, you know, there's Because this, I researched it on the internet. <laughs> there's this German guy in it and he's like, he was like a professor at like, I think they said it was Oxford. Oxford, yeah. And now he's like podcasting from what looks like the copy room <laughs> of like an office building. Yeah. I halfway expected some guy to come out and go, oh, you need to get back on the phone and make some calls and, and get some, sell some of these pots. Yeah. Now there was one guy There was one educated guy in this He teaches special ed Yeah which really disturbed me Because he's teaching kids Yeah can you The guy spewed out 19 different logical fallacies That he believed in um, And He's teaching kids Yeah I have to worry about kids that are on the spectrum Being in his class and he's saying this kind of stuff To them there's an alternate reality where we're all in, in a simulation. No, we're not. Don't tell those kids that. <laughs> uh, it's, and, and another thing that bugged me again is they use video games a lot in this. Oh, yeah, and they And they really made it seem, this is another thing where they really built on the stereotype, the false stereotype that people that play video games have do not are disconnected from reality. Yeah, it's like the one where the guy went down the basement and killed his parents. He said that he went and watched The Matrix again, and then he played a whole bunch of violent video games and then got a shotgun and went downstairs and killed his parents. Oh, yeah, but I'm talking about before that. Oh, they yeah, were they... showing using video games as, sure. as, a, as an example mm-hmm. of how you could be disconnected, how... how we possibly couldn't be in reality. And they, it's, showed, it, they showed all these video games of, like, bulldozers pushing people off. Of I don't even so, know what that was. I don't know what that was. That was probably some weird Steam game. Probably. <laughs> um, but they were using, like, Minecraft and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But they were really pushing home the stereotype Which, that, that video games... I've let my kids play Minecraft, and I've played Minecraft. And what's great about Minecraft is it's probably the most creative game you could play. Honestly, it boosts creativity. You're just like making whatever you want, playing around in this sandbox of a world, um, and it's great. It's really good for cognitive, uh, you know, you know, stretching your cognitive abilities and stuff. But you know, the whole there was a definite negative vibe about video games in this. It was kind of, it was really not true and based on hearsay and nonsense, you know. But like I said, most of it is based on. Logical fallacies, the, the, and the big, like I said, the biggest ones are you know confirmation bias, false, uh, uh, false cause, um, you know, just all these crazy conspiracy theories that people usually believe in. Yeah, uh, this was ba- the filmmaker that made this, Rodney something. He was the guy that <laughs> that made that documentary, Room Two Thirty Seven, where a bunch of idiots just sat around theorizing about. The room that that Stephen King wrote a fictional novel about. Yeah, 
Yeah, um, I saw that one too. I haven't watched it because I like I don't care. I watched that and it it was kind of interesting at the beginning, but then he starts making all these crazy illogical leaps that aren't in, based in any kind of reality. And um, man, I, it it's really bad. This I, is the problem, and the problem the biggest problem that I have with stuff like this is just this culture that we have now, especially in the United States, and I would say that it's in the United States more than anywhere else in the world, where people, they, they, they have facts staring them in the face, yet because they, quote, researched it on the internet, they're suddenly an expert on it. And um, that's a really dangerous place to be as a society. America know? is a place... Is probably the place where we live in one of the largest bubbles in the world. We do. Uh, we do. Where you could just, people are constantly complaining, like, you're taking away our freedom. No, you have so much freedom you that do. you can be an idiot. You don't, yeah, you can sit and be an idiot on the internet and not get in trouble for it. Um, by, but by the way, I've been to room 237. It was perfectly normal. <laughs> I've been to the real one. <laughs> you know, uh, this is kind of a side note, but recently I saw. There's a shirt company that makes Hawaiian shirts, and one of the shirts that they make is the pattern, the carpet pattern from the from the movie, from the from the look at from the Overlook Hotel. I seriously want that shirt. <laughs> They've got a bunch of shirts like that, you know, that have these funny things that you, unless you're really paying attention, you don't notice it. And I kind of like to have them for my classroom, just to wear them in class, see if kids get it. Um, but the movie is called uh, "The Glitch in the Matrix." And it's on uh, Hulu? It's on Hulu. Yeah. I was just waiting. This thing had been on early access for, for about six months, and they were wanting like seven bucks to rent it. I was like, <laughs> but I, so I'd been waiting this for this, because I watched the trailer, and I had been waiting for this to come free to streaming at some point. Because yeah. I, I said, as soon as it comes to streaming for free, we are going to do this movie, because it looks absolutely <laughs> stupid. When and it find was. find some more documentaries like this and do? Because it was actually fun to watch. It was hilarious. It's a funny, it's really funny. If it, It's really funny because it's so sad these people believe this. Uh, and, and that they'll go, <laughs> they'll, they'll refuse to show their face and just instead use some weird avatar. Well, they showed, like, this hilarious clip of, like, Elon Musk was talking about it, and they panned over to the other two people that were on the panel, and they're kind of just, like, staring quietly at him. Yeah, he goes, I'm pretty sure we're living in a simulation, and it pans over, and these people are just staring at him like he's crazy. I know, they might as well put a cricket sound in there. Yeah, but see, the thing about Elon Musk is he says stuff directly after huffing on a, you know, about... 500 pounds of marijuana, you know, so it's like, yeah, you know, yeah, he's really intelligent, super guy, super smart guy, but he's not, you know, he's got some weird, weird ideas, man, you know, I mean, he wants to build, what was the flexible tunnel thing he wants to build in L.A. that they said is, like, impossible? Oh, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know, he's, he's, uh, I don't know. Hopefully one day some of his cars will be affordable. Yeah, no kidding. His cars, his cars are nice. I would love to have one, but you know what? I ain't gonna I take one that. of those. I, I ain't gonna get one of those uh, self-driving cars. I'm never gonna have a self-driving car. <laughs> no never. Way. Like they recently did a test of one, like an un, a driven car, and it was like these two guys that were in it just in the back seats <laughs> testing this thing died like horrifically. <laughs> 
Oh, occupational hazard, I guess. All right, well, um, until next time, uh, I'm Roger Colby. And I'm Richard Kitts.